0: power of music the power of music amazes me it blows my little mind the power of music i remember meeting matt he owns like this bar he used to own a bar doesn't own the bar anymore he's like a 50 year old australian guy and we were doing that facebook game the uh, top 10 albums that inspired me johnny's you know sort of thing where every day you have to post an album and um it was all very... Usually usually it's all very predictable. It's like people just pick their favourite albums. It's like, here's fucking 50 cents fucking in the club albums. Like, yeah, hey, grand, yeah, whatever. But uh, he posted uh, Van Morrison's... What's even the name of something? Poetic Champions Compose, is that what it's called? It might be... Might be discrepancies in the adjective, verb, noun forms there. But I think it's Poetic Champions Compose. That was one of his like albums that he posted, and how much he loved that album on that particular day. I was like, hold on, who's this fucking 50-year-old Australian dude who owns the bar who's posting Van Morrison's Poetic Champions Compose as one of his favourite albums, most influential albums of all time? Me and this guy need to become mates. Fast forward to like a year later, and me and Matt are pretty good mates, Like, but, well, we pretty much only talk about Van Morrison. Hi, how are you? Blah, 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 you know, this album. Do you know this album? What do you think of this album? Do you know what album I love? Do you know? Do you know what's a great album? And it's, it doesn't even, doesn't even move away from Van Morrison. It just stays on Van Morrison all the time, and I'm okay with that. Interestingly, not that into Astral Weeks, very into Moondance, like myself, and very into, like, street choir, but that Poetic Champions composer, I was like, who's into that? That's one of his fucking, that's one of his middle-of-the-road 80s albums, isn't it? Well, I'll probably stand corrected. I've started to revisit it. I hope to be proved wrong. Watch this space. I mean, it's Matt's 50th. We had, like, I didn't realise it was his 50th. I knew it was his birthday during the week. I texted him some Van Morrison quote, pretty enough. <laughs> <And> <laughs> what did I text him? I think it was just, I think it was just Hope It Don't Rain All Day from Anastomi. Hope, hope it doesn't rain all day. It's so Irish, isn't it? It's like, oh, I get that it has to rain, but like, Hope It Doesn't Rain All Day. Hope it don't rain all day. I thought he said he didn't like Van the the Moondance album, but he, he told me this evening that that's his, one of his favourite albums, like I could have sworn you said the opposite last week, maybe I misheard anyway, I'm sure you appreciated my quote, and I got invited to his birthday, his 50th birthday now as it transpires, I would have been there, anyway, I'm there every Sunday night and that's pretty much when I meet Matt and that big crew, and we just kind of have a chat and kind of play music, and I jump up on stage and do a few songs and I usually do like Brown Eye like Girl, and what's the only Van Morrison song I really do and then I get back down off stage and we talk about fucking Tupelo Honey and loads of detail. Love that passion. Love the way you can just like, not in like a Mick O'Hara, like kind of puts you off with his kind of shouty passion. But like kind of endears you a little bit. It's like, starts just like shouting like lyrics from fucking poetic champions composing. But the first time he met his wife and all this sort of stuff. I'm like, yeah, a lot of this lost on me. To be honest, man, I don't, I don't really get any of these references you're coming out with. But I'm I'm making a mental note to listen to this album. Love that I love that hard cornice. Especially from an Australian guy. Put me onto Luca Bloom as well. It's like one of his other favourite albums is the Luca Bloom album. <laughs> like Luca Bloom. Like very few people in Ireland know who Luca Bloom is. They know he's that city of Chicago guy. That'd be a household song that you might hear on the radio. You might hear Ray Darcy playing that once a year. Or, uh, what's that other guy's name, Ronan Collins, he might play City of Chicago. I'd say few people know that, Little known fact, bit of trivia, that's actually, it's Christy Moore's brother, do you know that? But like, definitely no one knows like an album by Luca Bloom, do they? Not if you're a 50-year-old Australian guy, fucking loves Luca Bloom. Put me on the turf, Melissa that last as well, not that I'm in any way able to listen to music anymore. Kinda of find like there's there's the music that I'm absolutely numb to, like, numb, and then there's like the other music. You know, like uh, that's about Billy Bragg. Matt, he's just, just like, it's like blah. I can't remember how Billy Bragg came up. He's like Billy Bragg. He's like Billy Bragg. Don't you know Billy Bragg? I was like, do you know Billy Bragg? Yeah, I kind of know him fairly reasonably well, not particularly well, reasonably well. And he's like. Billy Bragg's, like, the greatest vocalist of all time, you know that I'm, like? I'm like, is he, yeah, Billy Bragg? And he starts, like, going on to a big fucking, again, in a real kind of Mick O'Hara, just, like, starts spouting fucking, like, in a shouty bar sort of an environment, just not the environment in which to express, like, Billy Bragg to someone, like, he's not, he's not really selling it, other than me going, I should probably need some more Billy Bragg, and I'm able to, like, name drop a few albums and a few of the, bigger song, but I don't really know Billy Bragg so it's like oh yeah Billy Bragg I thought about him like I was singing Brown Eyed Girl earlier and what else did I sing? Seven Nation Army and Zombie probably And just like there's the, like, the, the pop songs that you sing on stage or that you hear on the radio and then there's the actual songs that are outside of that world they seem like two very different worlds got a few Seven Nation Army compliments actually That's like one of those I need more I need more of those big band songs. When like I'm on stage and I do a song, then do another song and I step away from the guitar and I'm only singing. I need like a load of those songs. And one of them is um Seven Nation Army. And like I'm trying to dig it out of the subconscious. Like, how does this song go again? Here's what I know. It's in E and then just start singing it. That's pretty much it. And uh we were like, "How do you how do you remember all the words of uh, the songs?" I was like, oh, "That's easy enough, isn't it? Three verses." But well, it's kind of not easy enough. I don't I don't know how I dig it out. There's definitely something going on there. I'm definitely able to definitely be able to bring my subconscious into my sub my conscious mind better than your average person. I always kind of describe it as being scatterbrained or just being a little bit. I have never really considered myself being on the spectrum Maybe I am on the spectrum Ah we're all a bit on the spectrum No I don't think I am though to be fair I think I'm just an absolute fucking Hashtag you may say I'm a dreamer But I'm not the only one There are loads and loads of lyrics in my brain Sometimes I'm like It's like I should have several languages under my belt at this stage But I don't I just have song lyrics That's all I have I subliminally have them I don't even knowingly have them until I have to like sing like Seven Nation Army for example. Like you know, all of Rocky Road's Dubbins in there. But I did learn that somewhere along the line. The Miro. Like there's there's a few hundred songs that are in there that I just subliminally know. Like I don't even consciously register what the lyrics are. Whereas other people do. Other people are like, oh you know this Billy Bragg line. And this one is like, oh yeah I sang that one time. I never really gave much thought to what it meant. Your Shawshank Redemption reference for you there. John always pops into my mind, like pops into my mind more than what is normal is Pugwall. Remember Pugwall? Peter Unwin, George Wall. Yeah, I I say I know all the Pogwall songs for a start, but not only that, I know the Marmaloid songs. I catch myself singing Marmaloid songs. Now, if you know who Marmaloid is and you're up to speed with me, I mean, you're having every bit the problems that I'm having I'm sure I lost you at Marmoloid goodbye I think it might have been my first time properly like like when music first penetrated so I first like got in there it would have been like No, now 9 and huge hits 1996 I remember having huge hits in 1996 kind of like you know Airing more towards the Backstreet Boys and end Sync sort of songs. <laughs> In my defense, I was like 11, 10 even. But they would have been like the first introductions to melody. That's what it is melody. The whole first season of Pugwall was based on the idea of Pugwall trying to acquire an amp. He had an electric guitar, and you can't play an electric guitar without an amp, basically and the whole first season is Pogwall and the Orange Organics trying to get their hands on an amp. Fast <laughs> forward about 30 years later. Casey's living in Vietnam, and his mate Abby is leaving town forever, and she's like, here, do you want to take my guitar? I'm like, I don't really want it. She's like, I'll sell it to you. I was like, I don't want it. She's like, I'll give you it. For, I don't know, just, I'll give you it for like 500k. 17 euro, that's what that is. I was like, an electric guitar for 17 euro? I'm like, yeah, Grant, i get it. She goes, I got does it like, come with an amp? Because, you know, I watched Pugwall about 30 years ago and apparently you need an amp with an electric guitar. She's like, I don't think I have an amp. I was like, Grant. Abby left, Pim left, went down to Joe's to pick up the guitar because she left it with Joe. Picked up a guitar and there's just an amp there as well. Got a guitar and an amp for 17 euro. It's a Fender amp. It's probably a fake Fender amp, but it's a fucking amp nonetheless, isn't it? I get the guitar and amp. I kind of play it half-heartedly for about a week. Then I fuck off to Quangnam, Hoi An, where I am now. Leave my guitar and amp. Don't know what to do with it. A few months later, my landlady drops a load of shit down, including my guitar. Oh no, she she brings my amp down, but leaves my electric guitar at home. Now the guitar and the amp are now separated. And in my head I'm like, this electric guitar and this amp, they're only a burden. They're a hindrance to me. They cause me headaches trying to figure out how am I going to get that amp and the guitar back together. Meanwhile, someone like Pugwell, he he, like his whole life was trying to get his hands on an amp. He had the electric guitar. His dream was to be in a rock and roll band. He wanted to make a million dollars before breakfast, just like Mick Jagger. And... He spent months of his life trying to get his hands on an amp. Meanwhile, this fucking pampered millennial 30 years later has a guitar, has an amp, and just fucking complains about it.